Picks is in the zone. Now, listen, general excitement, organic excitement, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. But that happens when anyone that has come through the doors of the end of zone network, mm-hmm. we lay down the blueprint. You follow the blueprint, you execute it. I'm not going to tell you nothing that won't be executed. The people who don't have any success, they don't want to execute the blueprint because you're going to do what you want to do anyway because that's what you've been designed to do. But all you're doing is just adding to what you have. And just by making that adaptation to what you already do best, that's why we're so excited and lucky to be working with a child I'm like I'm excited, yourself. baby, because I got to fill myself with confidence before I get out the car to come to work. Because mm-hmm. Alex give it to you one time. Mm-hmm. I be having to have two takes sometimes. Yeah, your time is money, honey. Yeah, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to The In The Zone Network. This is The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. How rude of me. Chitota. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Price Check Podcast here on the In The Zone Network. I am your host, Josh Price. We are... Now, uh, two games <laughs> into 2020 NBA Finals, and uh, we we started the last few uh, few shows off with a feeling or a word. Huh? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm gonna save joy today because we're not we're not quite joyous yet. <laughs> not, According to AD, work is not done. Yeah, work is not done. We're not quite <laughs> joyous yet. Uh, but it. It's a you know good feeling be up two zero, and you know in the NBA finals. So Los Angeles Lakers man um, have started this thing off. You know, game one they come out like gangbusters. Well, actually they didn't. They came out down thirteen, and I was looking around for a second like, hold on, what kind of series is this going to be? Like this, <laughs> giving you know flashbacks of like the 4 Pistons, and then next <laughs> thing you know, next thing you know that thirteen point. You know, deficit turned into like a fifteen to seventeen point lead real fast. Yeah, because three things happened, and two, one was able to return. The other two said, "You know what? I ain't playing this week." This <laughs> yeah. When you lose Bam and Goran Dragic, you know that that gave them a fighting chance. You right. know what I mean? Right. And then, but then game two came along, and let me just say this: I was pissed at both teams. In game two. And the reason why I say that is this. Because game two, yo boys coasted the entire game. They coasted. They didn't have to do a lot at all to win game two. Right. Then, while they was coasting, you can see the struggle within Miami. And that was Umpteen. I can't even get. I can't even count on my hands how many times <laughs> Miami could have made a run at them the way that they was coasting. Right. But knowing how we and we talked about this beforehand, like the Lakers, especially with AD and LeBron, know when to cut it on and cut it off. Yeah, they got the switch. And Rondo, who you think he is? Steph Curry. Look, playoff Rondo is a different Rondo, man. <laughs> playoff <laughs> Rondo is different. Um, now. I guess part of the problem with that, too, is, like, the Heat got to stop running this zone. Like, I understand the Lakers don't have what you would consider to be, you know, consistent knockdown shooters. But at the same time, if you're giving them shots that they take in practice, yeah, I can hit 75% of these. Mm-hmm. Like, Rondo went three for four yesterday because there's nobody challenging him. If you got a clear line to the basket, I mean, you just said, you know, taking shots that he takes in practice every day. It's, it's amazing because we say – we say – the announcers say, analysts say, that if Rondo sh- happened to hit a shot, you know, so be it. Tip your hat to him. Right. But you ain't expecting this dude to hit any anytime soon. You know what I mean? You're not expecting him to hit threes the way he's been hitting in the playoffs. Not just right. the finals, but the playoffs itself. You weren't expecting that. So now, do you try to start guarding 
Rondo is the question? Or do you still hang back thinking he's going to have an off game at some point? I mean, you, you do hope for an off game. But if you honestly look at the Lakers shooting last night, they went, correct me if I'm wrong, they went 16 for 47 from three point range last night. 47 <laughs> three. But they went, I think, 33 for 50 inside the, the three point line. So the problem is you can't play zone when you're the smaller team. Yeah, and then, you know, it was a problem, especially in the first half, when you had Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James as your front line. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> a problem. Against Kelly Olenek and Myers Leonard, you, yeah, sorry, you're in the last place race. <laughs> that is what it is. I, I, Kelly Olenek, I'm, you know what, continue, man, because I'm, I'm ready to go in. So, Kelly, you know, we, we've gotten through two games, and the series does look over. Like, as much... Of course, we we talk about it countless times. I know how I feel about the Lakers, but even coming into the series, you still want the series to be compelling. It's not going to be. It's, there's no there's no question about this. Mm-mm. We have more people asking who deserves Finals MVP more between AD and LeBron Anthony than we Davis. do wondering who's going to win the series. And I'll go and wax right now. Anthony Davis needs to Anthony win Davis finals. need to win Finals MVP because what he's doing to the Heat right now, like he literally looks like. You know the bully on the school playground right now. Like he, there's nobody that can answer him whatsoever. Like if LeBron James wins that award, he better say right in front of the cameras, "I'm giving my award to Anthony Davis <laughs> flat out." Oh man, like for real. Like, the man has had 30, 34 in game one, thirty two last night, and, and didn't have to do much for real. He started the game fourteen for fifteen from the field. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, man. Like, what it's are you supposed like, to do? And, and see, I'm glad. See, I think what it came to when he got to the finals, he turned like he literally turned it on. Because if you saw in the first three rounds, it was like he was really trying to get it together. And now that he sees that the opportunity is getting there, yeah, he finna really turn up. So and I mean, he's finna turn it up so much that he's gonna really continuously be unstoppable. The comparison I landed on as I was watching the game last night was. This reminds me a lot of what we saw out of Kevin Durant in that first finals when he got there with the Warriors. Oh, and uh, you're talking about 17. 2017. So, you could you could already tell in that playoffs that, you know, the Warriors are on a mission. They had, you know, won the 73 games the year before, lost in the finals to LeBron, blew the 3-1 lead, all that. They got Kevin Durant now, and now they're unstoppable, right? Mm-hmm. Get to that finals. And you kind of wondering, okay, are we going to continue to see the Kevin Durant now that he has to go up against LeBron? And he clearly went out there and he was the best player on the court the whole finals. <laughs> average, average 30 a game, pulling up in LeBron face, pulling up in Kevin Love. And he, he was an equal opportunist. Whoever wanted it, you can come get some. Basically. And I think he hit a point that we are starting to see AD hit now where he walks out on the court and he truly feels like the only person that can stop me is me. And I'm not going to allow myself to be stopped this series. And he, if he's averaging 30 right now, two games, 33 points a game, yeah. he continues to do that. How can you not give him finals MVP? Because they will look at LeBron. Uh, man, and, you know, Stern ain't with us no more because he would say this, these couple words and it would get me all the time. The star of stars. Yeah. He would say that <laughs> in everything, all-star, finals, whatever. Right. You know, <laughs> whether it was Michael, whether it was uh, Kevin, whether it was LeBron, whatever, yeah, man. We saw that a couple times in the last <laughs> dance, actually. That I think the about star it. of stars, uh-huh. man. And that's where AD is at this point, man. And it's like it's personal because now he's two games away from an NBA championship. And <sighs> this is going to be the, the bad part because all the haters – we going you already know. We finna say asterisk. It's already done. Yeah. So just give you give you a squirt. The asterisk is there. But if you if you've been following the Lakers this whole playoffs, yeah. the narrative the narrative has gone different ways every single round. So when you when you got back into the bubble, the thing was, okay, well, the bubble's probably gonna favor younger teams, not necessarily the veteran teams, or are we gonna see teams like the Lakers and the Clippers respond the same way that they were in the regular season? Okay, cool. Getting to the actual bubble games. Oh, the Lakers don't look like themselves. They can't shoot. They have no offense. They didn't have anything to play for after they beat the Clippers the first night. Let's keep it honest. <laughs> what did they have to play for? The number one seed was locked up. What are you, yeah, you going to do? The number one seed You're just trying to get in. to the playoffs healthy at that point. Yeah. So you get to the playoffs. 
Oh, they don't want to see Damian Lillard. This is the worst possible AFC matchup you yeah, can see. I was that dude. All right, Lakers at five. That was it. I was that dude. Mind was you, like, mind you, the Blazers. Hungry. The Blazers won game one and didn't see another win after that. Dame was dancing on the court. Went home. Second round. Oh, you, you might catch a hot James Harden and a hot Russell Westbrook. I knew they were gonna win that. Rockets. Trip. Out of here in five two. Yeah, uh, up the comeback kids, Denver. They beat the Clippers. They could do the same to the no Lakers. Chance. No sir. <laughs> out of here in five. Like after after the first series against Portland, it was pretty much a cakewalk. Yeah. Like what? Are you, like, and, and I will stand on this to this day because I've seen this on the internet since the Clippers lost to. Oh well, you know if they would have been able to figure it out, they'd have beat LeBron. And nope. The no, they wouldn't. The conference finals. No, they wouldn't have. Especially not the way that even when they were looking good against the Nuggets, that team was not capable of beating the Lakers in the seven game season. If you could stand on that. If you couldn't beat the Nuggets, there was no way in hell you was gonna beat the Lakers. Sorry. No way. Because they and this was the biggest key thing about the Lakers was the bench. Alex Caruso, Danny Green, uh, uh Caldwell Pope, even though he started. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Morris, him coming off the bench. When you got those in the rotation and they continuously, continuously are making plays and making things happen, that's a strong group. And then playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo. What in the world? You know, it's like this team was already destined for greatness. And I'm going to be real. I knew that this team, when they locked up the number one seed in the West, that this group was going to win the NBA championship. However, I feel bad for those in Lakerland that get robbed because they won't get to celebrate in Staples. Yeah, they don't get to see a game in Staples. They don't get to get the parade. I'm assuming you like. Oh, they'll get the. They'll probably get a parade. It'll be a social distance virtual parade. Yeah, but you'll get the parade. parade but yeah. right. But my point is that, and and they're not. And the sad part is they ain't gonna have enough time to celebrate it. No, because <laughs> we get. Basically, the end of the finals here in about another. Well, I'm being generous by saying next week. <laughs> Might not probably two not games. Take, It'll no, be done. Not gonna take that long. Get that broom and sweep them out of here, man. Because it, it's no point. Yeah, it's gonna be the lowest rated finals. Ain't nobody gonna want to watch this because it ain't no competition. Bam and Drogic don't make a difference anymore. Yeah, it it would it ended and what pissed me off with Miami was the, the numerous opportunities that they did have. And they still messed it up. When you're depending on Kelly Olenek to be an offensive guy and you expect him to score and you expect him to do big man things, he's not going to do that. Yeah, so many tur- – I mean, the turnovers. And Jimmy Butler, he's going to sit there on Rachel Nichols. Yeah, we're going to win. Oh, Miami's going to win game two. But you didn't play no type of aggressive what you said you were going to do. The bully man ball went out the window. And flat out. It went out the window. Goes back to something I said a little bit earlier in the playoffs. It sometimes it just matters having people that have been there. Dwight has played in the finals before. Yes, he Rondo has. has played in the finals before. Correct. LeBron has played in the finals before. Danny Green has played in the finals before. J.R. Smith has, even though you know, uh, not too many people want to give him credit. He has. Played in the finals before. What you got Andre Iguodala and that's it on the heat? Tyler Hero's twenty years old. Duncan Jay, Robinson, what, first or second year? Jay Crowder's never been there. Like, sometimes that that matters. And this is, like, perfect example. The Heat were built to win the East, probably not built to win the championship. And that's the sad part about it is because we see that <laughs> the Lakers going to run through everybody, man. Like, it, it took 10 years for it to happen. Yep. And, unfortunately, it took Kobe's death. Yep. But – this was inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah. That if it, if the Lakers did not win this title, it was a bust season. And then if LeBron go to three and seven, because you know, asterisk or not, <laughs> we was going to get him. Yeah. But with that said, you okay? Say you really want to put an asterisk on the only reason we do that because it's hater as, yeah. as a hater, you know. And I like to do it because it's fun. I know what the real deal is. That yeah, they deserve this championship. For yeah. real. And I'm saying this on wax. Yeah. He deserves this. But putting them down as greatest of all time, I'm going to hold off on that conversation. Let's wait till he retires. I'll do that this time. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about it. But but I will say he is the greatest of this generation. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's get that straight. 
He is the greatest of this generation. No man in in basketball history hadn't been done since the 1950s and 60s where an individual has been featured in a finals the amount of times that he did from 2010 to now. Yeah. That's impeccable. And you're listening to the Price Check Podcast here on the In The Zone Network. Now, kind of before we move off the finals and, and wrapping up on LeBron's legacy, right? This would be title number four. Mm-hmm. This would be, I think he would join Kawhi and Kareem as the only players to win in both conferences. Correct. Um, would be, as far as I'm concerned, the only like player, at, whether he wins Finals MVP or not, to be the best player on three different final teams. He's the only be the only player to win for three different teams. It's it's not it's still not better a, than six finals, but no, you but you are I'm, getting you're getting closer. No, the reason why it's going to be debunked or people are going to debunk it is because he had to build to win. That's what's going to get it debunked because you had to you had to have extra people to win these titles. This is true, and so true. that's where the that's where the argument is going to come in. Why do everybody keep wanting to put on Michael and the six titles? Because Mike. Played with the group that he came around, you know, and it was added. Rodman came in. Horace Grant was drafted. Right. Okay. And so Rodman was a missing piece to that second three P, right? Bill Cartwright was the piece, believe it or not, to the first three P. He was a signee from the Knicks coming, or he was traded from the Knicks over to the Bulls. That was the key thing there. That was the thing. Jordan wanted some people that he can win around. But he was going to be the guy to right. do it. LeBron, on the other hand, LeBron and friends. That's where that comes into play. Yeah. I got to have Kyrie. I got to have Kevin Love. I got to have Dwayne Wade. I got to have Chris Bosh. I got to have Anthony Davis. Think about it. And then they want to sit back tomorrow. Well, he played against better Hall of Famers. But you had to build. If you wasn't doing this by yourself, if you was doing this like by yourself, and he was knocking off these, oh, we definitely, there's no question, greatest of all time. And you knocking them off. Right. But you had to build. You had to super build to get these titles. That's what people don't want to recognize. And they don't want to hear that. Because that is what LeBron had to do. And it all started with the proposed. It wasn't a super team. All of these men was not in their prime no more. Ray was not in his prime. Kevin was near to getting near the end. He stuck around for a longer, but he was trying to di- digress so he so the team could uh, progress. Yeah, I I guess, and, and by no means do I want to be the LeBron apologist because <laughs> he's on your is, team, man. So. <laughs> but I guess the the only counterpoint for me to that is in this era. I mean, you look at the teams that have won championships. In the time that LeBron has been in the league mm-hmm. You slowly move towards A scenario where You have to have two stars At least To win a shot, to win a championship Whereas I don't think that was necessarily the case In, in most of the 80s and 90s it's You had the teams that did But you didn't necessarily have to Like for instance You could have Michael Jordan as best player Undoubtedly in the league And then have another what top 10 guy In Scotty it, and that's a shame that a lot of people don't want to put him in the top ten because they don't look at him as a top ten guy, but he could do it all. Right. But like we all like I had I had somebody try to tell me when the last dance was on TV that Scottie Pippen was the second best player in the league and I had to halt him. Because I also had to have them put some respect on Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Patrick. <laughs> I mean uh Shaquille O'Neal. Like you really put Scottie Pippen over them? Like I know a lot of people only know Charles Barkley for inside the NBA, but please go back and look at some of the highlights. Dog, you could just go from back the to the early nineties. Right. Just go to ninety to ninety three. Even if all you saw was Phoenix Suns Charles Barkley. We're not even talking about Philadelphia seventy yep. sixes Charles Or Barkley. Houston Charles Barkley. Yeah. Even if all you saw was Phoenix Suns Charles Barkley, please put some respect on his name. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Shaq, are you serious? Yeah. 92-93, Shaq coming in the league, breaking down goals, 23-13, and 13, rookie of the year. And you going to sit there and tell me that he's over Scottie Pippen? Yeah. I mean, he's not over Scottie Pippen? Not here. Bruh, stop. Halt. Please. Now, um, 
Fully expect this series to be over here in the next couple games. Yes. Uh, we'll definitely have much more to say about the whole finals MVP deba- debate, especially if Anthony Davis keeps this up over the next Please couple do. games. Come on, Anthony. Um, Look, I'm cheering for y'all, uh, for him yeah. so that he can get it because yeah. it, it would be retribution for him, honestly. Yeah. Especially after the whole, you know, how the whole trade request went down. And at, at the end of the day, it, it's looking like it's all worth it at this point. You give up six, seven, eight draft picks if it means you win a title and go into the next season as a favorite. Just like your boy, Jeremy Grant. Uh, <laughs> he sat there and LeBron was talking to him. All the memes were coming out. Everybody know what the deal was. Hey, you come on over to L.A. Though. We'll get you a title, man. <laughs> right. Hey, go, hey I'm going to give you Rich number. No, Rich is going to call you. Yeah. I ain't going to give you Rich number. Yeah, you Rich, don't, Rich don't know you like that. But <laughs> right. I'm going to make sure that they call you. You answer the phone. We're gonna get you in here in LA next season. We'll, we'll have some, we'll, we'll make some, yeah, we'll make it happen. <laughs> um, now on to slightly more intriguing storylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been keeping up with the NBA coaching carousel here last few shows. <laughs> um, y'all heard me speak in my NBA finals preview briefly about the parting of ways between the Los Angeles Clippers and Doc Rivers. Um, which I need to say on wax on on this show specifically now that I have Arlington in the studio with me. Um, it's pretty clear that the Clippers didn't have a plan when they fired him. No, they didn't. Because one, you still don't have a coach. Yeah. Your lead assistant is still the leading candidate for other head coaching jobs and not yours. Right. There's no list. The the best coaching option that has come out or rumored name is Jeff Van Gundy, who is Rumored to be everybody's next coach every year, and he's not leaving ESPN. So let's, let's stop that now. Hey, and the one thing I'm gonna jump on with you real quick is the fact that Lawrence Frank was pissed. Yeah, that they was letting go Doc Rivers. Well, the reports not even just Lawrence Frank, but there's also players, including the two guys who can opt out next year in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, that were upset that Doc is not the coach. Mm-hmm. Steve Ballmer, I understand you want to make a splash. I understand you wanted to do L.A. your way. You sound like Wild Bill off that movie, Eddie. That's what you sound like right <laughs> but, now. But I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, you are, this tell is me, not the time. Tell me I'm lying. This is not the time to make that mistake. It's <laughs> not the time <laughs> to make that mistake at all. We got some from the gallery. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. So Chris Broussard and Stephen A. Smith both feel very strongly Mm. that Kawhi and Paul George had something to do with Doc getting fired. Hey, now the irony if Paul George is the one that kind of helped make that decision because uh, (laughs) this isn't his first run in with the Rivers family. So, uh, I, look, I, I'll leave y'all to Google that one. I won't, uh, won't, I won't put them out hey, there like that. But, yeah, this isn't yo, his first run in with the Rivers. Boy, family. that Thanksgiving celebration going to be something. Man. Yeah. Golly. The uh, Curry's involved, too. <laughs> look, too many, look, too many NBA names to count. Man. Too many NBA boy, names that's got, to count. That has to, be, that has to be one celebration that's going to be hella awkward. Very, very awkward. Very awkward. Um, So, yeah, the Clippers, no plan. Doc Rivers now has his plan because he's the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76. Boy, that was quick. Quick. They ain't waste no time. They said, you know what? Um, Yeah, we've interviewed Mike D'Antoni. He's, you know, leading the house. Ty Lue, we feel real. Oh, Doc is available? Wait a minute. This was the real thing. Yeah. Yo. Cancel Christmas. Wait, when they said that he was uh, at the finals... And he was watching the brass. You know, he was with the brass. Yeah. When they say you with the brass, that means more than likely they is grooming you to be the next head coach in yeah, you're, Philly. You're watching the game with the front office? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Come on, yeah, Come yeah. on man. Yeah, and yeah. then he's back in the East. He's back, back in, the, in the Atlantic Division. He is. So that means he get to, go, <laughs> to face this his is. Celtics again. Yeah, four times a year. <laughs> and probably in the playoffs. Oh, 
but that will be interesting to see what happens, you know, when we get to that point. But the the one move you haven't mentioned on this show, yep. is the one that I have something I want to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you know, we yeah we can't we can't talk about yeah the coaching carousel and not give that you, was quick too. Billy Donovan, yes, head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. All of it, you have the floor. I have the floor. <laughs> you have the floor. Let me tell you something. It's just like getting these consolation prizes, and they continuously do that. Now, Billy Donovan, on one hand, is a great coach with the Thunder. Yeah. So now he's coming over to Chicago, and I'm sitting there like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have to be content. That's how I'm going to have to look at it. Because I was looking forward to seeing a guy like Wes Unsell Jr. come over, maybe a Ty Lue. Shoot, Sam Cassell if he wanted it. You know what I'm saying? Anything outside of the norm because I was looking at it as I'm ready to see more black coaches taking NBA head coaching jobs. Right. And because that didn't happen, I had a problem with it. Because if you're sitting here today promoting on the floor, it says it. Biggest day, Black Lives Matter. If Black Lives Matter so much, why is not happening in the front office of these NBA cities? Right. This and I'm proud. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put a can I, I'm gonna put a little personal shout out yeah. outside of the network. Shout out to Matt Whitener over at Straight Out Low Cash Network. He did a piece with a young man um, talking about getting more blacks in the baseball. Now I know this is a basketball show, but the point is is getting more youth and athletes to get into other sports, and not only that. Wanting to see other faces in different realms. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at with yeah. this Black Lives Matter thing. Seeing black coaches on the sidelines, seeing these guys, that's like what's in football, man. How they doing, my man from the Chiefs? Like, why is he not have a football job yet? Yeah, the enemy is awesome coach and got passed over. Are you serious? Head coaching job. That's my, that's my thing, dude. That's why I'm coming at with. You got these gigs, and they wind up Ty Lue's looking at right now, and. I, you know, he's looking at the New Orleans job. Right. But see, that's the thing. You're putting him on the low end and make it quicker where he get fired. Mm-hmm. Doc, on the other hand, which I love Doc. He's an older gentleman, got 940 plus wins, getting get knocked, knocking on a thousand door. Right. But at the same time, we can't get somebody different because if we do that, then it could lead to catastrophe. And we don't want catastrophe. Chicago don't believe in catastrophe. They want winning now. And so they don't believe in having anybody that's unknown to their culture or unknown in that circle. Let me put it that way. That could lead the charge. It could possibly get them to a playoff hump. That's my issue with it. But Billy, I'll wait. To, I can't wait to see you if there's a season. That well, that's the dirty secret too. We, we gotta that's, why that, that. that's why yeah. I let that that's why I let that one out. That little bit. But Billy Donovan, I give him his credit, overachieved by a long shot this year. Especially yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um I would say maybe underachieved in the few years that he was there with Kevin Durant before he left. <coughs> um so I'm not really sure what to expect going into next year for the Bulls because it's like Granted, it's the Eastern Conference. You could potentially, you know, it's the Eastern Conference. You could potentially get the eight seed, I would think. That's in the realm of possibility for Chicago. Hey, I don't even know. Now, the fact that, one, what's going to happen with Victor Oladipo in Indiana, the I, future with that, because a yeah. lot of speculation, you don't know who the coach is going to be for Indiana just yet. Right. They still have to interview Chauncey Billups, who is supposed oh, to be. And, 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 okay. Now, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that would be an interesting choice if, <coughs> excuse me, Oladipo want to play for him. Right. But, you know, the Central could be more interesting past Milwaukee. But it all depends on what Giannis' future is. Yeah, Giannis that's is going to be the big Giannis thing. isn't signing that Supermax. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He's not you signing the Supermax because I – Look, it, we said it before. To do it, he could have committed to it by now. Yeah, he got it, the MVP, yeah, Defensive Player of the Year twice. Got all that positive press around him. Could put it on wax right now. I'm staying in Milwaukee, so I, I think he's 
he's probably as good as going, or at least going to test the market. He's yeah. at least going to test free agents. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm saying that's what the major thing is, man. Like, do you trade him? Because, look, you locked in with Chris Middleton. You locked in with Eric Blesso. You locked in with Brooke Lopez. You really think that's the team he's going to stick with after the, the debacle that he had in the in the bubble? That's going to be – that's a test right there. Yeah, you, you could make some moves with some of those contracts. I don't – I mean, I don't think you can – not necessarily that a team wouldn't want to trade for Chris Middleton. I just don't think you can trade him. At that value. At that value. And also knowing that him and Giannis have built a relationship as teammates now. You can trade Eric Bledsoe. You can trade Brooke Lopez. Um, I I don't know that it's going to matter. But that's that's also going to be another story. That's what they get for getting rid of Malcolm Brogdon, too. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it comes down to. Not only did you get rid of Malcolm Brogdon, but you paid Eric Bledsoe his money. Yup, sure enough. Basically, <laughs> you basically paid dude, Eric Bledsoe dude, his money. y'all had a core. Y'all had a nice little core with those three. And you chose Eric Bledsoe over Malcolm Brogdon. You can't be serious right now. The point guard on the verge of 30 versus the dude that won rookie of the year. How does that even, how does that even work? Oh, y'all wanted to win now. How's yeah. that working out for you? Right. You, yeah. you would think paying the better player would be the way to win now, but they chose not to. So, um, back to Doc real quick. Okay. Back to Doc. We – I don't really know what the expectation should be for him in Philly. Because <laughs> – now, granted, again, I, I've talked a lot of trash on Doc and his 3-1 leads that he's blown mm-hmm. and, you know, his shortcomings in the playoffs – Again, Doc's a great coach. We mentioned it. 940 wins, knocking on the door of 1,000, right? Yeah, he is. But if I'm if I'm being honest, I don't – I think it's more about the flaws of that roster than it is about who's the coach. Of course it is. Because you can't – you still – as great as Doc is, I don't know that he's going to have a way to make MB and Simmons work together. I also don't know that it's going to matter when – all of your money is tied up in those two Horford and Tobias Harris. Like it is what it is. Your roster is going to stink. <laughs> that's what it's going to come down to. And when you messed around and paid Horford all that money, man, that's what screwed it, them over. What's crazy is looking at it for what it was in the moment. I thought it was a good move. Of course, because, because you're thinking right. about beating Milwaukee. Yup, you got the bodies to throw at Giannis. The problem, Toronto. Was was to compete against Toronto. Yes, because they've also got big bodies that they throw out there. Yep. Uh, which, again, another probably another story for another podcast. But the Raptors is going to be an interesting team to watch this offseason. Oh, keep, and watch the moves? Yeah. Okay. Keep an eye out on, on what the Raptors do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the problem for Philly, though, was I thought Horford was a good move. Also thinking that they were going to go get shooters around those guys in addition to that. They right. did not. They did not. All you got is Corkmaz and Shake Milton. No, it's not happening. And then you got rid of JJ Reddick. I mean, it was like who was like a sort of an anchor of sorts. Right. You know, when you needed a shot, he was able to knock it down for you. You know, it's interesting, like not having a guy maybe like Kyle Corver who used to play in Philly. Right. You know, that, that could help out a little bit with their shooting. And you can't depend on MB. You, you damn sure can't depend on Ben Simmons. It was going to happen. Elton Brand has a humongous problem. And I spoke to a friend of mine from Philly that said he cannot stand Elton Brand. And that made my heart sad just a little bit because it's a dude, of course, a black man trying to help out with a, you know, in the front office of a basketball team. But when you don't know what you're doing, that's an issue. Yes, and remember, really is. hey, remember when he was in Just Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> I did almost forget about that cameo. Because <laughs> I brought it up. You know what? Now, now I'm gonna have to go pop that, <laughs> pop that on the TV. What I leave today? <laughs> but hey, that's don't a, flat out, man. It's, it's a problem. They don't. The roster's just not there. Like unless there's a move that's going to happen this offseason that we don't see coming, I just I still don't see it in the cards for Philly next they year. They can't move Al because one, he's thirty four. Nobody's he already cost too much money. Yeah. Nobody's keeping him on the books exactly. at that number for like so, the next two years. You're looking at an Embiid or Simmons is gone. 
And I think the person that's odd man out is Simmons. And, and I would, I don't think that's the right move if I'm feeling. Yeah. If you see, who's going to take MB? I mean, anybody will, but hey, I'm not going to lie. If so, if you the Clippers, do you say hey, we send Paul George our way for MB? Uh, and play with Doc again? No, man. Cause no, <laughs> hell no. Well, I, didn't, no, I also didn't think about that aspect. I'm thinking about it from the the sense of the Clippers' biggest weakness was that they didn't have anybody that could protect the rim. But see, who's who's the coach going to be? Who's going to be the guy that's going to try? I think it's going to be Ty Lue or Sam Cassell. That, that, mm. I think that's what it's going to come down to. If, I think if it's Ty Lue has Sam. to decide, it's gonna be Ty Lue has to decide, do I want to go and coach the young upstart team? Or do I want to stick around for this LA team this last year and maybe see if I could kind of you know finesse my way into a championship or something like that? Me personally, I I just don't believe the Clippers <laughs> will ever finesse, Bruh, <laughs> That ship sailed. <laughs> Look now, I just I'm not a believer that the Clippers are ever going to like. I just think they're bad luck forever. I just I, that's what I believe. I think they were... the, the choice is going to the Pelicans and seeing what you can do with Zion. Let me think. Who is a hapless team in any sport, and they wind up becoming successful? I'm, not, I'm trying to think. Uh, the Rams were, but uh, at the no, same time. the Clip. I th- feel like the Clippers are the NBA version of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Tell me, I'm lying. Look, especially, especially, especially if you consider the construction of each team right now. But, everybody got excited about the Browns. Oh, they finally go, you know, turn this thing around. They got all these stars, and look at what happened. But. They've been to a conference championship. Damn. <laughs> At least they've seen one. You know what I'm saying? They, they have, didn't win, but they seen they one. They have at least been to. They have at AFC least see title game. Exactly. You, you know what? The problem is the Clippers haven't even seen the conference finals yet. Yet. In their history. And that goes back to Buffalo 50 years ago. Oh my God! <laughs> With Bob McAdoo, Terry Cummins playing in San Diego, winning Rookie of the Year in '83 and '84. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to find the, the other <laughs> lead comparison for the Clippers because even, even the Browns is too much. Credit. Uh, uh, Detroit Lions. There you go. That's it right there. Yeah, they haven't been to no conference. They, yeah, they haven't been Hell, to no conference the, championship. The Lions only got what one playoff win. <laughs> <laughs> As as it's just the merger, since the merger, okay. Because they've, oh dang. Because I would say, okay, from I guess from the Super Bowl era, you could say that they been they haven't been there, but in their history, they've won three titles. Hmm. But see, that's when the NFL was just, you know, they ain't had no helmet things on, <laughs> <laughs> just, the, just the one ball and the level. <laughs> Look at that. But still, but as it, it's just the merger, mm-mm. and that's the same. And that's the same amount of time. From Buffalo, uh, from Clippers franchise history to now, seventy on. This is true. So that that that's that's, that's right a good there. comparison right there. Detroit Lions. I, I think they forever curse. That's just that's my that's my thought. Donald Sterling is going to be forever the reason that they just. Never Dang, did. I wouldn't even say it that, but all right. Because yeah. I mean, it's what 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 kills me with Steve Ballmer. You fired, and you seen it. You fired a guy that had a 60%, 60 plus percent winning percentage with the Clippers. Who does that? Or close to 60%. Well, even even if you stop talking about like the fact that it's Doc that you fired, yeah. it's the fact that you're in a point where you're not going to find a better head coaching candidate than Doc. Absolutely not. You fired him and you're going to downgrade. Like <laughs> You, you got to have a plan. They didn't have a to, plan. Who you going to have to Mike D'Antoni? And you do that, you really ain't going to win no titles. Gonna, they not handing that over to Mike D'Antoni. That's what I'm saying. Mike D'Antoni going to run Kawhi and Paul George into the ground. What, Shoot, you can't get Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> I'm just playing with him. Leave him alone. Leave him out. Look, Tom Thibodeau, <laughs> hopefully he turned in it. Jacques Vaughn. Would you go Jack after Vaughn is still on the staff in Brooklyn, but maybe I don't would know. you go after Jock? I I think for the Clippers, with they considering stay in-house. yeah, they have to stay in house. Considering in-house. everything okay. that's already gone on for them since they blew that lead against yeah. the Clippers, I mean against the Nuggets, Nuggets up until now, 
They have to stay in house. That's okay. why I said it has to be Ty Lewis and Percent. According to that Charlotte Hornets broadcaster, Nicks. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Talk about some damn auto. <laughs> this is the Price Check Podcast here on the In the Zone Network, man. Look. Oh um, now before we before we wrap up on yeah. coaches and, and whatnot. Okay. Um Doc is probably gonna lead the seventy sixes to a playoff series next year. Mm-hmm. And they're probably gonna lose after being up three one or three two. I'm just saying the odds if we look at Doc's career, the odds are there. I mm-hmm. need somebody to allow me to bet on that. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I, I fully believe, though, that they have to stay, the Clippers have to stay in house. I think it's a good hire for the 76ers pending whatever move Did, they're, they're going to make with their roster. I yeah. think Doc is the best. Doc was the best available coach this minute the Clippers yeah, fired him. You, you wouldn't have got the best coach available. You don't get Mike D'Antoni in this. No. You don't not with Ben Simmons and <laughs> Hell no. Mike Mike is probably gonna go coach the Pacers. I think that's who they're gonna end up hiring. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a it's a low key job for Mike. He can kinda step away from that Houston thing that, you know, the spotlight that was on them for all that was going on. He's never coached in the East either, has he? Coach the Knicks. <laughs> I forgot all that's make me forget all about it. But also, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Doc is the only one to do it in both conferences. Lose three one series leads. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> you never thought about Damn. that, did you? You never thought about that. So he lost three one with Orlando, and he lost three one with the Clippers. You know what? We're just gonna keep adding to these accomplishments <laughs> or these shortcomings. How but, do you want to look at? Hey, it? man! As much as we want to sit here, I got friends with like, man Doc overrated. You can't be overrated if you want a championship. Come on, man! Not with the group that, that, not with the group that he had. You know that might. I think. I think the group that he had is what makes it overrated. He had KG. He had oh, Paul Pierce. He had Rondo. Man. He had Ray Allen. That wasn't. See, that wasn't his fault. So, so that wasn't his fault, I, man. That was nobody but Danny. I mean, Danny I think, put that together, man. But I think you have to. You also have to look at it from the sense of when he had just Paul Pierce, he didn't look good. Yeah. So when you got the when you got the upgrade in players, <laughs> when you got the upgrade in players, that's when when everything took off. Same thing with Ty Lue. Yeah, Ty Lue, I said it multiple occasions. He's the best substitute teacher we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did David Blatt ever get his ring, dog? No, you know they didn't send David Blatt a ring. Yo, he deserved that, man. You know they didn't send that David Blatt a ring. That's me. They fired dog. that man midseason because and they had the best record in the league. They were the best. Team in the East, but they didn't feel like they could beat the Warriors with David Blatt as the coach. Tyloo comes in, they come back from three one. Everybody thinks that Tyloo is this great coach, and we forget that they wouldn't got their teeth kicked in <laughs> the next two years with Tyloo as the coach. with the same coach. Yeah, so they let you know flat out. Sometimes the breaks fall your way. Sometimes they don't. Man, Tyloo was the perfect it took, example. It of took that. a it took a great block and a three point shot that was not by the name of LeBron James to make that happen. Look, man. Yo, and, and, and honestly, I think Golden State. I think Golden State fixed that game. Like they <laughs> straight up, man. Like Steph making a turnover in you know in clutch time, dog. Like that just was so not Steph. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody think, man. For real, dude. It, at the end of the day, it, they, at the end of the book, the things say Cleveland won in seven games. Hey, now right. it's also uh, interesting it that fixed. you uh, bring up that three pointer that was made in that finals because it was made by a man by the name of Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, um, a little earlier in the week, was on a podcast with yeah. Kevin Durant yep. and said that he, for the first time in his career, feels that he is playing with a player that has the ability to knock down clutch shots in the same way that he can. Look, got to be a kiss ass to your teammate. So, and then, and then we you just said, you said he was on Kevin Durant's podcast. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a total kiss ass to be doing that. Now, everybody, of course, looked at that as a shot at LeBron because it's like, also, you didn't, you know, LeBron's not going to take clutch shots. Which, hey, he did. I hit two shots in the same spot two different years in the finals to the same dude. Come on, man. In the same building. Come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey. 
Now look, I will I will say Kevin Durant was hitting them shots on whoever. <laughs> LeBron can get it, right? Jordan, whoever would have stepped up in his face, KD was hitting it. Hey, the vendor that was sitting in the third row, <laughs> whoever. Come on, I get you too. Anybody. Um, but I I feel like it's a slight shot at LeBron, but at the same time, Kyrie, it's like, yeah, you you hit that shot, you know, in the finals that one time. But my man, like, you also got a losing record in your. Uh, <laughs> you got a losing record in, in your uh, in your finals appearances yourself. Yep, exactly what it is. So man. you can't be looking at yourself quite. Don't don't be just talking like you just out here hitting clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot. Like there's not too many. Along that list for us to go off of, you Kyrie. still think the Earth is flat, man? Get out of here, man! Commissioner Kyrie, as I as I like to refer to him, <laughs> my man, he's gonna be the leader of whatever basketball league starts as a mutiny from the NBA. You spoke of Kyrie, yeah. I will mention that he was watching the WNBA finals. Game he was, one. yeah. Game one, um, definitely got to mention the ladies. Yeah, before we go, uh, Seattle Storm winning game one, ninety three to eighty over the Las Vegas Aces. That's a shame, man, because I'm, I'm rooting for the Aces in the five-game series. I think it'd be cool, especially Asia Wilson coming off the MVP season. That would Dog, be nice to, that to be, get a championship on top of that. That'll solidify um, her greatness. But OG, Sue Bird. <laughs> she, look, do you know who I am? Right. She's like, hey, I, I've been here. I, I do this. And 16 assists. I and Brianna yes, Stewart. Brianna Stewart. 37 points, 15 rebounds. Yeah. LaChina Robinson, I heard you. I heard you loud and clear. I heard you loud and clear. It's Brianna Stewart. She, <laughs> right. I mean, she let you know on Twitter. Yeah. She said, if you don't pronounce that. Yeah. She said, uh, I'm going to respect it. I respect that. LaChina Robinson, you're always welcome to come on the End of Zone Network. Always. Whatever show it may be. you always welcome. LaChina, love you. Just like that. Hey, um, if if Brianna Brianna Stewart, let me make sure I pronounce that correctly. <laughs> Brianna Stewart, she continues to first. look coming at me, coming at my neck. I see it. I see it happening already. What's the slip up? We good though. The neck moving and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Brianna Stewart, the Super keep playing like this. I guess that finals is over with too. Oh man, shoot! It might be a sweep if they play like keep playing like that. But um, trust me, Asia got something to say about yeah, that. I, I fully believe the you know, the, the bounce back coming. The in. bounce back is coming. It, it's coming from the Aces. I, 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 I still feel Lawrence like Spearman. they can win the series. I still feel like they can win the series. Yeah, no doubt, man. Shout out to Lawrence Spearman, the bounce back advocate. Yeah, so uh, definitely, man. I'm. I'm looking forward to see game two on Sunday. Right. Tune into that on Sunday. Tune, Just make sure uh, you tune into us first. <laughs> <laughs> right. Tune into the Indy Zone Network first. We tune into the WNBA Finals before NBA Finals game three on uh, on Sunday, getting us one one win closer, potentially, to Lakers' first championship in 10 years. Man. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. So get the ready. Lakers are inevitable. That's the, I just got to hear from Laker fans the, all over the world. That's the look. That's the moral of the story, man. The Lakers are inevitable. If you look, look back at NBA history. I always try to leave you know the price check listeners with a little bit of a, a history lesson. I like to think of myself <laughs> as a as a uh, NBA historian of some sorts, right? If you go back and look at it, Lakers are the only team in NBA history to win a championship in every decade. That's pretty impressive. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. That's impressive. It is. Dang. No, not the 90s. No, 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 no. Not the 90s. They never won in the 90s. No, 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 no. Let's get something straight. I will run down the list of everybody in the 90s that won a title. You ready? 1990, Detroit Pistons. 91, Chicago Bulls. 92, Chicago Bulls. 93, Chicago Bulls. 94, Houston Rockets. 95, Houston Rockets. 96, Chicago Bulls. 97, Chicago Bulls. 98, Chicago Bulls. 99, with the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, it was 2000, not 99. So yeah! Except <laughs> <laughs> <Except> the 90s. <laughs> but it's still, I ain't going to sit here and lie to you, it's still an impressive mark. Now, if you want to, now, Laker fans will yeah. start getting real, not you, start we're getting like, well, 99, 2000, they started it, you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, but no, nah, you, you had to win it now in they, I will give them the credit of actually being in a final. Now, that's it, true. Yeah, because they lost to Jordan his first final. They lost to the. No, uh, not well, the no, one, the Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons. That was, was the year 80, before yeah, then. That 89. was 89. I was so 
<laughs> That's the legend. You want to turn the mic on? I'm, I'm going to help you. That's why I see. That's why I'm part of this. Here, sit down. This the legend coming I'm in. Just, I just got to throw this in. Because at one point or another, I was a Laker fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, was a, I was a Laker fan from 1980. Through 1996 So I was a Laker fan For 16 years <laughs> he, he remembers These 16 years Finally <laughs> So wait So you I do, do. But I do, do you, uh, you do understand Where he's coming from Right yeah. He's I, going I, through The entire career Of Magic Johnson <laughs> <laughs> Magic and Magic Man Nothing ever Everybody else The hell with them man And so I'm just I'm just saying When When the Lakers won. Matter of fact, I'm 15, and I obviously I love to argue. Not love to argue, but if it was a sports debate, I was all on it. So imagine I'm just on a bus, and I'm the only one on the bus saying that Magic Johnson is better than Michael Jordan because Magic distributes the ball to everybody. Magic gets everybody involved. Showtime. I grew up on Showtime. Yeah. So... I felt like Jordan was forced down our throats. So I said, you're not going to tell me <laughs> <laughs> Michael is better than Magic. And, you know, I said, I don't care about the dunks. I said, but but if Magic is getting you a damn near triple-double yeah. every night at 6'9". Almost average for his career. Yeah. And, and, and Magic didn't shoot a lot of threes, but when he made threes, they always counted. Yeah. He was, you know, it, it just instinctively he knew when to shoot threes. So going back to when they, I couldn't stand Mike Dunleavy. I just didn't like him. <laughs> One, he wasn't Pat Riley. <laughs> Number two, he sure as hell didn't have his hair. <laughs> Three, he couldn't dress. Did I mean? I just no. Nah, I mean, really, I just didn't feel that same vibe. Vibe, yeah, yeah, and right. the Lakers wasn't the same team, even though it, they. Once Pat Riley was gone, it just wasn't the same, especially with Magic. It just like I think he respected Dunleavy, but they need that little extra edge with Pat Riley. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that would have made a hell of a lot of difference against uh, you know, the Knicks. Uh, not the Knicks but but the Bulls in the finals because I think he would have he would have found a way to, to, to get Scotty off uh Magic or some way to uh, another. But take it back to how it was in sports, if you split that first game on the road and then you had the next three at home, I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And so when, when, the, when the Lakers won game one, I felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. I felt, I felt so good. Because oh, so so, that game one is the Sam Perkins. But Sam, wait, game when, one, right? when Sam Perkins hit that three, and again, I remember watching Sam Perkins play in North Carolina, yep. uh, making big shots. He was one of my favorite players. Uh, you know, in college basketball, so I was happy for Sam Perkins. You know, playing with Magic, and I'm thinking Sam about to get his first ring and stuff. And I was already, you know, ready. Coordinator Lakers gonna win. <laughs> you know, I'm like because you're not gonna beat the Lakers yeah. not three times in the form, not Showtime Magic. Yeah. Boy, I got oh <laughs> history proved wrong that day. Right, yeah, I mean, he got so it. I mean. Listen, I was yelling at Byron Scott, and I'm like, Byron, what, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? I said, get in front of Michael, slide your feet, slide your feet. Get, I said, I said, I said, run to the spot. But you know what? That's Michael Jordan. Yeah, and he made Byron Scott look like an ordinary man. Yeah. You know, but so it wasn't the same Byron Scott I used to run on a fast break, finishing with, with authority. Michael was wearing him out so bad he had nothing on the offensive end. Yeah, that was the thing I didn't understand. That. I, I I can appreciate that now when I see guys like Kobe and then see guys like LeBron today. But I'm not to jump all the way in. No, but I do look, remember that. We that. I remember <laughs> we that. that. <laughs> I, I I remember it just like it was yesterday. I was so excited. I mean, and look. Um, it was kind of hard to not ignore all the ruckus on the bus. I mean, you know the uh, uh, the Bulls won and five, but by the time it was over, uh, it, we had half days. 
<laughs> and, and, and so so the drop offs was already starting shit anyway, so they wasn't on the bus. Right. <laughs> that is the legend. There it is. There it yes, is. Sir. And so um I I put a little bit of, of money on uh a couple different things, a couple different wages I you made. You did prop bets? No, no prop bets this okay. so far because I, I didn't want to do any prop bets game one. I wanted to fill it out and then after I saw game one, I didn't really <laughs> no need to do any prop bets game two. I'll, I'll go I'll go make enough money off the Lakers winning the series anyway. Right? So, couple couple different wages I made okay. at the end of the year. All right, uh, one that was very close to happening that did not happen. I put a small small little little nudge of a wager on a Lakers Celtics NBA Finals. Uh, yeah. Would have gave me a real nice return, but of course the Celtics couldn't hold up their end of the bargain. <laughs> sorry, Jason, Celtics. dog. Yeah, sorry, Jason Taylor. We want to yeah, see you in the final. Sorry, game. man. Um, I also put a small wager on the Lakers to win the West. Of course, that cashed in for me. Yes. Um, I put a, also put a small wager on the Lakers to win this series in exactly five games, and I'm probably going to lose because they're going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> so even even when I thought I was I was on the something. <laughs> my own my team does me in. Look, <laughs> look so I'm, moral of the story, I'm like y'all, baby. I'm like a hating too. I'm like, I'm like y'all. I'm like a hating too, baby. But until next time, you know, we'll, we'll do this thing again. Of course, y'all will hear from me once this actually does get wrapped up. Just to not only look back on, you know, this finals, but. Don't celebrate too hard, the, man. No, you know, not, not going to celebrate too hard, but. Um, I definitely want to talk about once this is wrapped up what it means for the Lakers given the loss of Kobe this year, what it means not being able to be in Staples Center. Um, yeah. And, but also, again, looking at it from the historical context for you know a guy like LeBron and, and what that means, but then also looking at what that means for the rest of the league going into this upcoming offseason because it is going to be an interesting one. Yo, man, I, I think it was, was it game one? Real quick before we go, when Kuzma threw the ball off the off the uh, rim, yeah, and LeBron reversed it. I said, "This Negro, thirty five years old, doing that." Hey, look, thirty five, and you still able to cock the ball between your legs? All I and can put say it back is, through. All I can say is, we are regardless of where you have LeBron ranked, what you think about him, if he's your favorite player, if he's the player that you love to hate. You got to acknowledge, 17 years in the league, 35 years old, he shouldn't be able to do this. No. He shouldn't be able to do Cause, this. Because guess who couldn't do it? Guess who could not do it? Kobe Bryant couldn't yeah. do it. Kobe, Kobe, thirty, I think 34 is the year he tore the Achilles. He couldn't do it. That's. Out there, he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he could not do it. That's the thing. Like you just, you, at some point, you're supposed to start breaking down, and it's not happening for LeBron. Like he's Dude, still like, going. Man. I, now that I see it, even though he got injured, even though he was injured, uh, what was it last, year, before, year yeah, last, last year? year? Yeah, he came off like nothing was wrong. Yeah, back like it never happened. Seventeen years, thirty-five years of age, and Ten only it's like he's getting better, not worse, but better as he goes. And it's like, how how far do you take it? Do you get mad if if LeBron retires at 36, 37, 30 and now if you go 38, you can win 20 bill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I and I'm really thinking he is pushing hard to stay along long enough so that he get a chance to play with his kid. I think I think that's the goal. I think that's And the then goal. once he get a chance to at least a year, yeah. he's done. Yeah. I think that's the goal. Um, I really think that's what happened. I think he's trying to get to to that 20th season. Uh, because you look at some of the greats like Kobe, like Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Kareem, you know, guys that were able to make it that long. That list is real short. And all of those guys are Robert Hall of Famous. So, played. you know, Robert Parrish, 22 years. Vince Carter. 22 years. Man. So, you know, you, you get into some – obviously, LeBron is in a conversation of his own. But in yes. terms of, you know, just being in the – Longevity. That longevity conversation with those other legends, man, that's something special. So, yeah. I'm looking out for that. Of course, I'm looking out for a Lakers win. Um, I'm not going to discredit the Heat, though. Like, at the end of the day, I do have to get it, the Heat a lot of credit for the run that they've made this playoffs. When the last um, time a five seed made the finals. That's what I'm saying. Like – and again, people want to say they weren't a typical five seed. This isn't a typical situation with the whole bubble and the restart. But at the end of the day, they had to beat every team that was put in front of them. They did. So 
kudos to the Heat. Um, hell of a run so far through the East. Obviously, the finals not over, but it, in a sense, it's over. <laughs> we just it's just gonna be four or five. Just hey. tell me what it is. It's gonna be an actual broom sweep or just a gentleman sweep. In the words of the great philosopher Kevin Hart, heads and beds. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price. Until next time, checking out. Doing her own podcast and working alongside with Arte Trey Lane is huge, you know, for the network. And we really appreciate that. Just something that, that really sparked about her. She was extremely genuine and she has such a great story to tell. But she also has uh, a lot of presence about herself and she is regal and graceful. The End Zone Network wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for black women and their support. We love working with Lauren. She has an abundance of talent. I love what she brings to the table. And you're going to absolutely love what you hear when you listen to her show. It is like she is born to do this. Don't press like. Press play. You don't know what you're missing. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is The Network.